Chapter 20 of Eight Keys to Eden by Mark Clifton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Dale Grothman. There was no frustration, no uncertainty in Gunderson's mind. His course was now clear. His observership had also read the messages spelled out by the placement of naked bodies on the grass and in the semaphore wavings of the junior E's arms. The photographs taken were all the evidence he needed to prove the morals charges he intended to bring. It might not be wise to allow the total photographs to show in the newspapers, on television, for there were ex-Navy men here and there who might interpret the code. But enlarged pictures of the individuals, separated from the total, disporting themselves in lewd, naked positions, would do the job. Clearly, the police must put a stop to this. He would have every organization in the universe dedicated to dictating the morals of others on his side. No politician would have the guts to stand up in opposition. There remained only one thing to do. Go out and get that Junior E. Place him under arrest. Bring him back for trial. Perhaps it might be wise to let the colonists off easy. He could easily show that it was the influence of the junior that had made this disgusting orgy develop there on Eden. Never mind that they were naked before the junior arrived. The public could always be razzle-dazzled about the nature of the evidence, its order and meaning. It was an old police, prosecution, and political trick to separate a few items from the total context, but still a good one for the public never bothered to know the whole context of anything. An old trick to fasten on phrases and slogans to fix an attitude in the public mind, for a phrase or a slogan was about all the public was able to master. Anyone who had ever served on a jury, observed its deliberations, knew that out of all the welter of evidence, only certain isolated statements or facts, often minor and insignificant, penetrated the juror's mind, and around these bits he formed his conclusions. Any smart lawyer knew that, and tried to set up his case accordingly. His own course was clear. His orders to the selected captain of his police ship were equally clear. 1. Proceed at once to Eden, the scene of the crime. 2. Ignore any protests from the E-ship already out there, or any other ship EHQ might have sent. 3. Ignore any signals from the Junior E on the planet. 4. Land on the planet at the site of Apple Tree, the main site of the lewd and obscene crime. 5. Place Junior E Calvin Gray under arrest. 6. Place the crew of the Junior E's ship, Thomas Linwood, Franklin Norton, Louis LeBeau, under arrest. 7. Place any colonists who oppose the police under arrest. 8. Place the remainder of the colonists in detention under protective custody. 9. Place E. McGinnis under arrest if he interfered in any way with the police in carrying out the foregoing orders. The police captain raised his eyebrows when he read the final order. Place a senior E under arrest? Certainly, a senior E, 
it was one thing to allow these birds to wander around free as air to do as they pleased it was one thing to let them get away with making such statements as the police attitude toward the people is the major cause of crime it was something else and time the ease found it out for them to make any overt move to interfere with the police in the performance of their duty personally he hoped the old e would be fool enough to resist it would strengthen his case the police captain obeyed the first of the orders without a hitch he proceeded to the scene of the crime he obeyed the second order he ignored the command of e mcginnis received over the ship's communicator when they arrived at the scene of the crime to stand clear of the planet what policeman moving in to make an arrest for an illegal act and certainly running around stark naked posing in lewd and indecent postures in the full view of the public was an illegal act would pay any attention to the request of an onlooker which amounted to ah let him alone copper there was no communication at all from the junior e on the planet's surface so the third order did not apply it was in trying to execute the fourth order that he ran into trouble he passed outside the orbits of the three other ships now circling the planet the police observer ship the e mcginnis ship the ehq floating laboratory he gave orders to lower his ship into eden's atmosphere the proper buttons were pushed the proper levers pulled and nothing happened it was as if some invisible shield held him back he could not lower the ship into the atmosphere gently taking the normal precautions against crashing very well then not so gently full power and nothing happened they lowered not another inch a thrust a thrust at tangent to the surface once past whatever the barrier was they could skim the surface and come back to land on the proper site they backed the ship further out into space they made their thrust with full speed and momentum there was no sensation when they hit the barrier but they did not penetrate it it was as if a flat stone had been skipped across slick ice and they shot back out into space again the tangent penetration would not do very well then a direct thrust full power straight down be prepared to put braking forces into immediate power lest they crash the ship at full power against the surface and again no sensation against all natural laws of inertia they came to a full stop at the given level outside the atmosphere without any feeling of jar or opposing pressure at all what now mr gunderson sir reluctantly gunderson ordered the police captain to contact e mcginnis e science apparently had some kind of shield that they'd kept secret from the people and wouldn't there be a stink over that one was he released the information contact e mcginnis and find out why sure e mcginnis crackled with derisive laughter sure there's a shield i didn't make it i wouldn't know how no i don't know what's causing it but i can tell you what i think i think they've caught the specimen they wanted there's an e down there so naturally the trapdoor is closed 
The end of chapter 20 of Eight Keys to Eden by Mark Clifton. Read by Dale Grothman.